Hello, I'm Brent Fox. This is a special presentation of Expressions, the Dorothy Cotton Jubilee Singers on WSKG Classical. Expressions is an Emmy Award-winning program produced by Andy Piak. You can watch the episode on our website, wskg.org. This performance was recorded at Ithaca College under the direction of Dr. Baruch Whitehead. The first song is Order My Steps, composed by Glenn Burley, featuring Krista Overby as soloist.
That was Order My Steps. Who was Dorothy Cotton? The group's founder, Dr. Whitehead, explains the role Dorothy played as part of the civil rights movement here in the United States. Dorothy was in the inner circle of uh, Dr. King. She was one of his most trusted advisors. Uh, and for a woman back then, that was you know, a, a big deal. I believe that she actually typed the uh, I Have a Dream speech for him. So she would always tell me, I worked with Dr. King. I did not work for him. <laughs> I said, okay, Dorothy, we know that. And I, I call her unsung hero of the, of the civil rights movement because she was there. Uh, of, she really kind of gave up her personal life. Um, and she was married and left, I, mean, she, I shouldn't say left her husband, but she actually did. She, she left her husband and, and moved to Atlanta to work in the movement because she really felt a, a calling to be a community community activist. So I think she she was there. She experienced the the dogs, the hoses. She was there for the Nobel Peace Prize. She traveled to uh, Oslo with him, and so she was she was there in, in the movement, a, a very prominent figure of the civil rights movement. So the history of the Dorothy Cotton Jubilee Singers, uh, I have to go back to my southern roots, if you, if you don't mind. I uh, grew up in the south in Louisiana, um, Bossier City, near Shreveport. And I would hear these songs sung by my mother and my grandmother. Um, my my uh, grandfather was a Baptist minister. So uh, as a little kid, I really didn't understand why they wanted to sing these, I call them old slave songs that nobody wanted to hear. So I asked my grandmother once, I, once uh, I said, why do you sing these songs? She goes, because they give me courage. They give me strength. They remind me of the past. So the group kind of grew out of a homage to my, my relatives, if you will, particularly my grandmother. I wanted to pay uh, tribute to her through these songs. And I just felt like as I got older and my profession grew, and I just felt like the Negro spirituals were being lost in terms of, of American music and this, this fusion between uh, uh, European music and African music. Because we know that Africans brought their music over here, but they were not allowed to perform the way they wanted to perform or perhaps sing the way they wanted to sing. We know that the drumming was banned because the colonizers thought that they, they would communicate through the drums. So it was a kind of a combination of, of um, a couple things, of, of historical properties, if you will, and looking at my experience growing up with these songs. The next song is For Every Mountain, composed by Kurt Carr, with Krista Overby once again as the soloist.
You just heard For Every Mountain. When the group was founded in 2010, it was known by another name. Dr. Whitehead explains why the ensemble was named to honor Dorothy Cotton. Initially, the group was called the Ithaca Jubilee Singers. And so one day I was driving along and I was listening to WSKG, uh, the public radio station here in Ithaca, and they had an interview with Dorothy Cotton. 
and she was talking about the music and the civil rights movement. I was so enthralled with the program. I actually pulled the car to the side <laughs> and stopped so I could listen to it with, you know, without having to drive. And after the interview, they said, um, this is Dorothy Cotton of Ithaca, New York. And I thought, oh my goodness, she lives in Ithaca. I, I must meet this person. So um, through a mutual friend of ours, we were able to connect and we became friends uh, instantly. Uh, and she talked about the music and talked about Dr. King and the things that she endured and how music was not the soundtrack to the civil rights movement, but it was the civil rights movement. One could also say it was um, a revolution in four-part harmony. Up next is the Richard Smallwood gospel song, Total Praise.
That was Total Praise featuring soloist Krista Overby. For this performance, Krista was invited to lend her vocal talents on several songs. Krista Overby is from Mississippi, from Laura, Mississippi, uh, the home of Leontine Price, the great American opera singer. So I joke with her and say there must be something in the water in Laura <laughs> that <laughs> produced these great musicians. But she is an outstanding gospel artist. She's also a music educator. Um, so she really understands music in a way that I think a lot of people don't, be, if they don't come from that background. Uh, She's very intuitive in terms of how she processes the music, and it's, it's really music from her soul that she's able to convey to the audience, which very few people have. So I can't listen to her without getting an emotion, some, having some type of emotional reaction to what she's doing and how she's presenting herself on stage. So she sung, you know, backup singer for some very famous people um, but she's she she's a very spiritual person but that spirituality comes out through her music and her her, her persona as a, as a human and, um, and and besides she's just a great artist the next song you'll be hearing is gaze to the city composed by stan spotswood with krista as soloist
just heard Gates to the City. Gospel music has strong ties to the Black Church, and the Dorothy Cotton Jubilee Singers has its own connection to a local church. Dr. Whitehead, along with singer Paula Younger, explained the connection between the group and the St. James AME Zion Church in Ithaca. What is the connection between the Jubilee Singers and the um, AME Zion Church here in Ithaca? Um, well, the history, we know that Harriet Tubman taught Sunday school at the church. So Harriet, is, Harriet Tubman is a important historical figure in the Underground Railroad and in the history of this country. So when we tell Harriet's story, we connect the church, the songs. Uh, we've done several concerts there. So it's, it's really a wonderful reminder, if you will, of the history of the Underground Railroad and particularly the history of Harriet Tubman's uh, connection to Ithaca. We know that Frederick Douglass also spoke there. So it's a very historical site. It's, it's kind of like holy ground, if you will, that when we go there, there's something in that space that really pulls you into the historical things that happened there so many, so many years ago. And I'm just so proud that the church is still standing and that people are still attending the church and we hope to do um, more concerts there in the, in the future. The reason why it's such a beautiful space is that it plays a role not, in, not only in the history of Ithaca, but in the history of African-American life and how it has evolved from the days of the abolitionist activity which included great figures like Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass. They were in this space. Then when you look into the 19th century, this was a stop along the Underground Railroad. It was also a space later on in the Civil Rights Movement where members from NAACP would be here in meetings. This also was a foundational site for one of the first African-American fraternities, Alpha Phi Alpha. And this wonderful church has just recently celebrated its anniversary of 190 years. And we're sitting in a structure that was built in the early uh, 1830s, I believe. So there's so much here uh, in terms of history and uh, quite frankly, love. Uh, for what we also have in terms of the, the spiritual upbringing that has occurred in this church. And so for the Dorothy Cotton Jubilee Singers uh, to be able to sing here and also rep represent the legacy of our beloved Dorothy Cotton, it just makes it ever so special. And so on behalf of the Dorothy Cotton Jubilee Singers, I want to thank the congregation of St. James AME Zion Church for just allowing us to use this wonderful And now here's Jenny space. Johnson's For the Goodness of God featuring Jaina Simeon as soloist.
that was for the goodness of God. While gospel music is often thought to be sung in church with a simple organ accompaniment, the Dorothy Cotton Jubilee Singers use a full orchestra. In this case, the Ithaca Symphony Orchestra. How is it working with the symphony orchestra? One of the things I wanted to accomplish was to uh, bring together the classical music scene with the gospel. Classic meets gospel. And a beautiful way of doing that is invo involving our students, in particular with the students who are playing in the orchestra. Nowadays, a lot of professional orchestras have these what they call gospel concerts. So I feel like I'm actually preparing our students <laughs> with this experience that they're getting here at Ithaca College. So for professional um, uh, performances and, and professional jobs, gigs that they would say in, in, in the music vernacular. But um, bringing these two entities together, I think it's very powerful because music, um, they can learn, they, they read the music. A lot of the gospel singers, they, they improvise their music. Uh, they, they, go, they look at what's on the page, but then they go away from the page to create something that's really, really special and unique to the gospel sound. And someone asked me, how can you teach gospel music? I said, I have not figured that out yet. I think that's something that you're just born with. And of course, if you grow up in that, uh, in that, if you grow up in that experience of singing gospel, now when I grew up, we we had hymn books, but no one ever used the hymn books. Either you knew the songs or you didn't, and you certainly didn't. You could read the the, the words, but not necessarily the notes. So gospel music, I think, is is a lot like that. That people, it's music from the soul. That people are just speaking and singing. Uh, this music. So uh, it's, it's been a wonderful working with our student orchestra and their wonderful um, uh, music director and conductor, Hoging Kwa. So yeah, and I think it's, it's just been really a wonderful experience for all that, all of us who are involved with bringing the gospel music scene to life through the rhythm music and the, the singing of the gospel songs. And while the group performs mostly in Ithaca, it's made its way to many different places. We've sung um, in Canada, in Toronto. Um, I have to think, man, <laughs> it's been so many places over the years. Elmira, Binghamton, Cortland, um, Boston, uh, New York City. We, we, we sung at uh, Carnegie Hall, which was a really a big deal for us, with the Fist Jubilee Singers, with Dr. Paul Kwame. The next song you're about to hear is Didn't My Lord Deliver Daniel, featuring Marcelo Rangeli Duran. While this version is an original arrangement, its origins come from the book Slave Songs of the United States, first published in 1867.
just heard Didn't My Lord Deliver Daniel. The Dorothy Cotton Jubilee singers close out the performances with Michael McKay's gospel song, Anticipation. Dr. Baruch Whitehead explains why this song serves as the group's grand finale. This rendition features Wendy Henderson, Maddie Hoerbelt, Maria Ellis Jordan, and once again Krista Overby as the soloists. The song Anticipation is one that we close each and every one of our concerts with. It's very special to us because um, oftentimes we go out in the audience and shake hands with people, give them a hug. We just, human contact is important. So the song basically is talking about uh, heaven and it talks about loved ones who have gone on. And we all know the pain of losing someone uh, through death or accidents or what, what have you. 
So this song really talks about that, that we will meet our loved ones on the other side. And uh, I also invite the audience to sing along with us. Time will be our friend. Day will never end. Summer, winter, spring, or fall won't ever have to come at all. So I think those lyrics and the fact that people are remembering their loved ones, it brings tears to their eyes. I, I can't, we can't get through that song without somebody crying or the audience crying. It's just, it's just very special and it really connects us to our audience. And I'm really happy um, that we're able to have people feel free to shed tears because they're sad because their loved ones are gone. But also the hope of, of a re, reuniting with our loved ones on the other side. So that song is very, very special to us. And I, I might add too that we're not particularly teaching any religion because we know there, there are other religions besides Christianity, but it, it really doesn't matter if you are open and I tell our audience all the time, if you're open, you're going to receive something. You may not know what that is that you're receiving, but you, these songs will, will have, you would have an emotional response to these songs. They, would, they will instill something within your psyche, if you will, that you won't leave this place the same way that you came in.
Thank you for listening to this special presentation of expressions featuring the Dorothy Cotton Jubilee Singers. Thank you to Dr. Baruch Whitehead and Paula Younger, as well as the rest of the members of the Dorothy Cotton Jubilee Singers for their contributions to this program. Yeah.